0: Good afternoon and welcome to Caregiver Speak. This is Marjorie Papstein. That's your host. And today, I am welcoming back a guest from last year, Dr. Mimi Hall. Our topic today is gender differences in caregiving, uh, style and impact. And so Mimi has some fascinating insights that uh, we'll be sharing with you and what some of those implications are for your caregiving. So first, I'd like to thank eCareDiary.com. They are the supporter of this program, and we thank them very much for providing all the administrative support. And we encourage you to go on their website and on my website, mycaregivingcoach.com, where there are a multitude of caregiver resources that I know will be helpful for you. So, Dr. Mimi Hull, welcome back to the show. Well, I'm delighted to be back, Marjorie. Dr. Mimi Hull is the founder and owner of Hull Associates. She is a fully licensed psychologist specializing in the workplace. She's a speaker and trainer focusing on teamwork, leadership, and conflict. And I want to remind you all that last year Mimi Hull was on our program on May the 8th. That was of 2018, and she provided numerous tips on how caregivers who work can manage both work and home. And so on that show are just a I guess you would say a plethora of tips. So please either go on mycaregivingcoach.com or ecare diary and you can find the archive for that May 8, 2018 show. Um, You will not be sorry that you did that. So let's begin. Gender differences. Um, Fascinating. So Mm -hmm. let's start with, um, are there really differences between how men
1: and women provide care? There really are, Um, Marjorie, Men are more likely to be more administrators of the caregiving and women are more implementers of the caregiving. And what I mean by that is that men are more likely to look at the issues and say, okay, what can I do and who can I find to take care of them? So, for example, they may say, okay, um, my person needs to be washed. Well, who can I find to come in and give them a bath? Who can I find to come in and do the laundry? Who can I find to clean the house? where women are more likely to, to say, okay, what do I need to do to make this happen? So what we say is our women are more executors of the event, so they are more likely to say, okay, I need to go in and give my person a bath or clean their house or provide food. So, again, men are more likely to find other people to do that. This is so And women are more likely to say, okay, I need to step up to the plate and actually do this Mm -hmm. type of thing.
0: And, you know, this has such implications. When I first started uh, looking and being a caregiver, the whole issue of asking for help was huge, Mm -hmm. and uh, still is. Mm -hmm. So would you say, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would Mm -hmm. you say one of the implications of this is that men tend to be a little better at asking for help because they are administrators, they want to kind of find the people. Who do. And women, not so good at asking for help. Uh, can we assume that or not?
1: In a way, yes, but in a way, no. Okay. Um, that, um, neither the men nor the women like to ask for help. And for whatever reason, oftentimes things, they have to take it on their own shoulders. The difference is that with men, they are more likely to seek help. And what I mean by that is, They look for help for the person as opposed to look for help for themselves. Oh, okay. Okay? Okay. And they are more likely to not tell their friends that they're having to do this. So they're not likely to seek what I call the sympathy or the support in that respect. But the women, on the other hand, are going and, and will do things. And when someone offers to help them, they feel like, oh, no, you know, um, I need to do it all myself, and it would be appropriate to ask anybody else, and I have to take this all on. So neither one is really good about asking for help. Yes, in, in their in own way. way. Exactly. Yes, yes. So
0: interesting. So who tends to do more caregiving? I know this dynamic <laughs> has changed over the last several years. Um, who tends to do
1: more, men or women? You know, more is an interesting word. It's different types of caregiving. Uh-huh. Women are much more likely to go in and take care of the person's psychological needs. And likewise, if the person is having mental issues, a woman is much more likely to deal with them, be sympathetic to them, be more empathetic to them, and spend um, with their with their mental concerns. Mm-hmm. Men will spend more time in terms of looking again at what needs to be done. Do I have to do the t- Do I have to take care of the car? Do I have to take care of of household stuff like getting the lawn mowed? And so they look and do. They do very, very different things. With the woman providing a lot more empathy and sympathy and conversation and interaction yeah. with the person needing caregiving, where the men are, are a little more aloof, a little more mm-hmm. distant. Yeah, and put a little bit more of a barrier in between yeah. um, what they have to do and and getting it done.
0: Yeah, that's so that's so interesting. I the, the male caregivers I have known mm-hmm. have used tasks mm-hmm. and doing things mm-hmm. in almost like a peripatetic way, mm-hmm. like to keep themselves busy mm-hmm. because that's their way of feeling. And and it and it's a good way. Yes. It's not a bad way. No. A feeling of caring for this other person. Yeah. Keeping the house neat, keeping everything organized, yeah. paying the bills, getting all of it done. Mm-hmm. Making sure the food is there, the yes. meals and all of this. And so, um, I, I get that part, absolutely. In terms of uh percentages, what are the latest? Do we know is it was for a long time more women and then it became more fifty fifty mm-hmm. and And do we know at this moment?
1: still more women that are doing it. If if, let's say, it's a mom that needs help and there's both a son and a daughter present, it is much more likely that the daughter will take the lead and do more of the caregiving with the son doing assigned tasks. You know, I need you to get this done. Yeah. I need you to make that happen. Yeah. But the, the woman is much more likely to go in and spend time yeah. with the individual. They're more comfortable doing and
0: that. And this is all learned through our culture, isn't it? it? It's it all is. cultural. It is. It's uh, not either. necessarily that the, there's no DNA in these men and women. It's the cultural pieces that yeah. all start coming together on this. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's it's those expectations that we set for ourselves early yeah. on. And yeah. is it balancing out more? Yes. Yeah. Um, are more men doing more things? Absolutely. Yeah. Um are there women that are in the workplace who have fewer hours to give? Mm-hmm. Yes. But still, as you look at it, it's yeah. still a disproportionate amount going to women.
0: I know you do just a tremendous amount of work and, and focused work in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So you tend to see more women that you come in contact with. There are more women mm-hmm. who are caregivers than men, still yes. that yes. you're
1: meeting up with. Yeah. And here's the irony about that in the workplace, too, Marie is because um women oftentimes do not have, have as high a position as the men do, yeah, and so they have fewer flexible hours, mm-hmm. and yet the men take on things that they can do you know quote unquote by their desk right from their desk right, and can get it done that way, where women tend to do things where they have to be front and center and present to make it happen, yeah.
0: So interesting. So, um, so I, you really answered this. I was going to ask you who gets called when there's a caregiving need, but it's still, it's the sister, the daughter, yes. the mother. Yeah. Tends to be. Yes. Yeah. Still.
1: Yeah. 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 And then oftentimes she will see herself as asking the brother or the son to do a favor for her in the oh. caregiving.
0: <laughs> Something I've done. That's a that's a no-no. <laughs> yes. yes,
1: as opposed to saying, here's our job. It's like, here's the job. Could you please maybe, if it's not at all possible, do A, B, and C? Because I'm so busy doing D through Z right? to make that right. happen.
0: Yeah, but you're right, to focus it as a doing me a favor. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's really... It's such it's such a, it's such a unconscious cultural thing. Mm-hmm.
1: It really is, and it and it and it's so much the language that we use. We don't say "Go get this done for mom," right? But rather, "Would you do me a favor and get this done <laughs> for, for mom. mom?" As if it's for me rather than for her. Yeah. And and so as a woman, oftentimes we take on the burden to make it happen. Yeah. And and as women too, we. Do a lot of what I call the, the emotional support. We, you know, we are the ones that want to listen to mom. We'll spend the time yeah. doing activities with mom. And I keep saying with mom or with dad yeah, or right. with an aunt or an uncle or a friend or a neighbor. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter who the person is or the gender of the individual either.
0: Yeah. So, you're, um, so a tip would be try to be aware of how you're speaking about these tasks. Mm-hmm. Past- Absolutely. And I really love your comment about redirecting it and saying, I would like for you to do this for mom, yes. not for me, or for dad, not for me. Yes. Yes. And that seems like a small thing, but yes. it isn't. No. It's such an indication of how we view ourselves
1: as caregivers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And here's the, the side note to this, which I think is somewhat ironic. Both men and women really want male caregivers. <laughs> yeah. oh, this is, oh, this is so interesting. Yeah. If they had a preference, they really want to see more and have more done by the men that are surrounding them. They appreciate the women, right. and it may be because they're there and they don't have to create an expectation. But if you were to just ask people... Who they want to take care of them, both men and women prefer male caregivers.
0: Is this in the home as well as in the hospital, or both, or is um, this like, or just at home? Primarily
1: you. at home, but I, I would expect in the hospital as well.
0: And so, mm-hmm. is this from
1: like a study of? The yeah, they've done studies on that as to who they would prefer and what what people ask for, and and even organizations and companies that provide caregivers. Their male caregivers are more um, uh, desirable, or asked for more, or more popular than their female ones, and it's an interesting phenomenon,
0: interesting dynamic. Do you yeah. have any? Do they provide reasons why, or is it just a question that, that is asked and without any? Well, here, well, why do you?
1: Right. there's some reasons that have been given, but I don't think they're significant. Um, one of the reasons that's given is, you know, should I fall, I want to have a man there to... Oh, well, that makes some sense. Okay. Yes. You know, even with bathing and some of the very more personal things to do, there's a sense of security if a man is doing that, that they're going to be stronger, better, more, more efficient. Even though, in fact, the women tend to be more empathetic, more sympathetic, and just more caring yes. and more thorough. So it's it's there's a bit of irony here. Yeah, there is. Yeah,
0: but I can understand the safety, mm-hmm. such such, yes. uh, for good reason. Yeah, Such you know,
1: emphasis well, is put on safety mm-hmm. in a tub, in a mm-hmm. shower. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. And and it's less about the fact that you know. Um, I'm sitting there with my body exposed, and I don't, you know, i But also yeah. too, and if you think about the age of the people that are getting getting to be cared for now, if we get to be typical yeah. on that, um, we've grown up with male doctors. Yes. And and so there's a comfort factor. Question I'm often asked is, well, why would a woman be more comfortable being bathed by a man? I said, but think about it. The stranger that has seen her naked body growing up was probably a male doctor. Yes.
0: Oh, that's, yeah.
1: So yeah. that's, you know, there's a comfort factor with with yes. having it, and it's not considered a, you know, a romantic or a sexual or any other yes. kind of encounter. Yes. It is purely a, a let's get it done attitude. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I'm thinking uh, for folks out there today listening, and let's say you've got a sister, mm-hmm. and she's, Feels badly because she knows, uh, you know, she has the empathy and, and for her mother, let mm-hmm. say. And yet, her mother or her father, even who mm-hmm. happens to be sick that she's caring for, that person is always asking for her brother. Mm-hmm. And saying, and she's thinking, well, you know, why is that? But there again is a, a cultural, a, 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 in this case, mm-hmm. a background experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it isn't that mom. Dislikes you no. or doesn't love you very as much as your brother anymore. Mm-hmm. It's this thing, this dynamic mm-hmm. at play.
1: Yeah.
0: So and that you know that helps mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. when I was caregiving, I can remember mm-hmm. my brother was you know he walked in and my mom was much more oriented to him. She mm-hmm. wanted him to do mm-hmm. certain things and I'd be have been there for three or four days with her before. Yeah. You know. He's like really. Yeah. You know, but, and so you can begin to be offended if you're not aware absolutely. that these
1: dynamics are something that are just are. And in and the they really are. and you know, the expectations are different, Margie, and this is the hard part too for particularly again in a in a sister brother relationship because like you said, the sister may have been there for days on end dealing with all the proverbial issues and garbage and stuff and all of a sudden the this, the brother walks in or the son walks in and he's the prodigal son. Right. And he's shown up and, and he Oh my goodness, took time off from work <laughs> and and all he right. and he made it in and now we're gonna celebrate and <laughs> and there's a sister who is, you know, yeah. raw to the bone. Yes. And it's hurt and it's sure. feeling hurt. And I wanna say you gotta just accept it. It's an is. It is an is. And and the only way I can sort of draw a comparison on this it's because the son has not been around as much. Yes, that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like a special day yes. when he shows up. Yes. And so, therefore, they get all the kudos, all the, you know, yes. specialized attention. And right. um woman who has put in so much time does not. But what you're
0: saying is if brother and sister were there equally, mm-hmm. son or brother would still be the one. If I had my brothers, I'd pick my son Mm -hmm. rather Mm -hmm. than my daughter Mm -hmm. to do certain Mm -hmm. things. Yeah, Very interesting. So let's talk about impact on the caregiver's life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How does caregiving impact a man's life and then a woman's life? Are there
1: differences, and if so, what are they? There are big differences. There are very big differences. Um, With a man, a lot of times the caregiving becomes an and-also. They still keep their job. They still stay in their same community. They still sleep at their own house. And and they do what I call the arranging yes. that they need to do. Yes. And this goes back to a little bit of what we talked about before. You know, the son may be doing things that are not being seen, mm-hmm. but the, the person receiving the care doesn't know it. Right. So, right. You know, as they say to give the devil its due is to make right. that happen. Um, also, when we think about, unfortunately, two Two uh, people, a man and a woman, as I mentioned earlier, the men usually oftentimes will have a higher-level job, which allows them a lot more flexibility, where the woman may not have that flexibility and is expected to be at her job from 8 to 5 or 9 to 5 or whatever yes. and has to ask for time off, time away yes. to be able to do that. And so if it's perceived that she's not doing the work because she's not seen when yes. other people aren't seen, you know, she may miss out on promotions. She may miss out on, on um, kudos that she deserves. She may even find herself being um would out when there's layoffs. Yeah. And the earlier that that happens in a woman's career, the more impact it has on her entire life. It's really scary.
0: I. It is scary. It is scary. And that's why, uh, for those of you listening, go back and listen to that May 8th archive because Dr. Hall has a number of tips for how to make yourself valuable, even Mm -hmm. more as valuable Mm -hmm. in the workplace, and Mm -hmm. tips on how to manage and work with coworkers, Mm -hmm. with your boss, and at home, and how to make all that work for Mm -hmm. you rather than against you. And it's tips that certainly a man could follow, too. But what I hear you saying is that all of the things being equal, that men tend to have jobs that it, caregiving can be the and also. Yes. And they keep their job and they yeah. move
1: along. yeah, you know, And they can do it. Um, the other piece that I think is so painful is the fact that if a woman has to take time off from her job, she's under the age of 40, the chances of her living in poverty at the at the age of 60, over the age of 65, is increased dramatically. Say so, that again. Okay. This is really profound. If a woman has to take time off of her job and/or has to leave her job for caregiving, I'm not talking about childbirth. It has that's yes. a whole different arena right. over there. The chances of her living in poverty over the age of 65 is increased dramatically. Because those are significant years for a woman. And, again, the it is, society does not accept a woman taking off time, take care of someone other than a child. Yes. And as a result, she is oftentimes punished because of that.
0: Important information. I heard on the news yesterday that, um, certain states are looking at caregiving credits, mm-hmm. things that hopefully, you know, I think more, there is some awareness yeah. building around m- ensuring mm-hmm. that people who do caregiving are on the level playing field yes. with everybody else. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's very hard. It, it truly is hard. Let me mention also the kudos that they get at work for caregiving. It is. A woman is looked at as, where is she? What is she doing? Why is she not here? The man is, oh, he's taking care of his mother. Oh, he's taking care of his father. Oh, really? And so there's a little more um, admiration. There's more acceptance. And acceptance. Oh, oh, this is so interesting. And And I can
0: see how this would
1: play out. Yeah. I mean, he's a good guy. Look what he's doing. (laughs) As opposed to, she's got to leave again. He's got to take her to the doctor's appointment, but again, the the man will be more likely to arrange for yes. the person to get to the doctor's appointment and can do that from his office, yes. from the comfort of his home. Yes. Um, let me mention one other big thing, too, that, that's different on this is that women are much more likely to intercede in a situation before it becomes critical.
0: Oh, it, you mean a patient or Whether, a loved have, one, well, one who is having some sort of health
1: crisis, uh, right? And okay. are much more um, adept adept at looking at saying, "Oh, wow, there's some problems here," or "I'm aware of the fact that you know dad's losing it and he's he's having some um, dementia issues," where a man man would be much more likely say, "He's doing fine," and it does not with the man until there's some critical event like a hospitalization. Yeah. Until that happens, everything yeah. is fine. And that tends to be the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, the man doesn't get involved as early on. And as I said, when they do, there's it's a much more critical event. And because it's a much more critical event, they get a lot more support. Yes. Where mm-hmm. the woman is doing it when she's more likely to see... Oh, yes. gosh, it's just a slippage. Yeah. so yeah. we better do something about it. Yeah.
0: And, you know, even though uh, I think men are, some men are good at anticipating, mm-hmm. most of the time I've noticed in my own personal life mm-hmm. that I'm always anticipating, well, what would happen if or mm-hmm. what would happen, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. and then I'm told, well, you know, it's okay. Nothing's happening. It's, it's, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think we tend to be anticipators, perhaps at
1: our peril.
0: Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we're a little paranoid too, a little right? Bit. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: think that's true. And I, you know, I, and and I will say this: women tend to worry more than men. Yeah, which isn't always good. No, you know, no. And sometimes we see things that are not that are, there. That are not there, exactly. So you know, it's trying to strike that balance and decide which is the right lens to look through. Yes, Cause I may not. See everything exactly right.
0: Yeah. So, um, does caregiving have any long-term effects on the lives of caregivers? And uh, you know, that's kind of a yes. Yeah. I've got a believing question, isn't it? Um, how is that different for men and women? So, if you take yes. the same thirty-year-old man mm-hmm. and woman, they're and they are caring for their parents, mm-hmm. let's say, and it, then what type of impact is this going to have?
1: Typically, mm-hmm.
0: on a man versus
1: a woman. Yeah, you know, there's two different things to look at. As I mentioned earlier, with a woman who's leaving her job, the chances of her literally living in poverty is increased yeah. dramatically. Yeah. Um, the chances of her not achieving as much at work is increased dramatically. But here's the good news. The younger that she gets involved in working with, let's say, taking care of an elder parent, uh, the children see that. And that becomes an amazing role model. And we have found that that children who saw their parents taking care of other people, whether they were grandparents or neighbors or friends, tend to be much more empathetic as they got older and saw that as part of their role. I love it. So uh, that stands that's a to reason,
0: yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So in this world, if um, let's take the brother-sister thing again. Okay. And, um, and even if there aren't many brothers, sisters listening Mm -hmm. out there today, Um, you can at least, you know, tutor your brother and or your sister Mm -hmm. after this program. But what would be ways of, let's say we're a brother and a sister and Mm -hmm. our mother gets ill or our fathers. Mm -hmm. So given all that we've talked about today, what would be some tips for how we can develop an awareness of our strengths, how we approach things so that we're...
1: Giving good care
0: to our sure. parents.
1: Yeah. Number one, if I had it, if you know, if I could wave a magic wand, is to have these discussions earlier, before they're needed. Yes. What's going to happen? You know, let's make the assumption that somebody's going to have to pitch in. Exactly. So it's easier to talk about things when you're not on the front line and you're right. not quite as emotional right. and you can do it a little bit more objectively. Yes. So that would be an ideal. Yes. Sit there and say, okay, what are the arrangements we want to make? What are we going to do if, if you know. A parent goes into the hospital. What are we going to do if, if they speak? What are we going to do with the surviving parent? All those conversations, ideally, it should be done ahead of time. Um, if that's not available, to take a moment and have the conversation and be very careful not to have the conversation in front of the person being cared for. Oh, absolutely. Do not talk in front of them. Mm, right. right. And don't even talk in the next room because, right. as There's, we know... Hearing is one of the last senses to go, yep, yep. and it's oftentimes the keenest sense. And just when you think they haven't heard anything, they yep. have. And it's, it's painful. Of course. They don't want to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. So going someplace out of the earshot of the person needing care and saying, okay, what are the needs? What is it that we can do? You know, as a woman, maybe I really am better at giving them the psychological support. Maybe I really am better at listening to the same story for the 12th time. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... But if you can take care of the insurance, if you can take care of, exactly. of the house type thing, and to have those conversations as early as possible to let you feel like it's division of labor. And it's a partnership. Yes. And then letting the other person know what you're doing. we yeah. forget. Yeah. You know, I don't see you with, with um, mom, and I don't see you paying the bills. We're both doing it in, uh, yes. in an arena where I literally am not part of it. So that when we come together we know what we've done. Right. But I don't know what you did. Right. And, <laughs> exactly. And it causes stress uh-huh. and we lash out and, yeah. and, and literally it it becomes you know well who's done more? Well I've done more. <laughs> exactly. And there's a lot of and the sad part is all that the person needing care wants is for peace. Uh, and so that's, that's the way to have it.
0: Those are three great tips. Yeah. Those, I mean, maybe I think you gave us four. Yeah. Anyway, you gave us a lot of tips even <laughs> before those four. But that is just, I mean, communicating yeah. and recognizing our strength, yeah. our innate strength yeah. via the culture, yeah. and then. Um, this is I can't believe the time is up. Yeah. Our time is up, Mimi. Yeah. And thank you so much again for coming. Yeah. You you bring such solace and peace and good sense to all of this, thank you. and we appreciate it. Again, um, I'd like to rec- uh, thank our audience and remind our mm-hmm. audience that there will be an archive also of this show mm-hmm. that we've, you've just heard today, and do go back and look at, uh, listen to uh, May the 8th, 2018. They're nice companion
1: pieces, mm-hmm.
0: I think, about caregivers in the workplace and then gender differences. Mm-hmm. So um, thanks to our listeners. Thanks to Dr. Mimi Hall. We always love having you come on the show.
1: Thank you, Margie. And
0: everybody have a great afternoon. Thank you, and goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye.